information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a waste of time. It oppresses people. What was the, what was the, what was the question? So the question was, the question was, you got to meet people where they are, but you also got to be able to cut the head off the snake, right? My thing is, why would you waste time answering questions or dealing with people that you already know the answer to? Like some people don't want to change. Some people don't want to be better. So why do we have to continue to ask those questions? That's just a waste of time. You don't get it back. And what we need to be doing in our lives is how do we stop time? How do we make things better? How do we help people to get better, right? So I can meet you where you are and start giving you information to get you to a better place. But if I meet you where you are and I realize that you don't want to get to that better place, I got to go. I got to call it. I got to call it and then be willing to walk away from it. Because if not, you allowing people to oppress you. There's a lot of people that want help. So if you're spending your time with people who don't, mm, you see what I'm saying? We should be trying to find the people who really want to help, who really want help, who really want to go for it. That should be our goal. Because me trying to raise an adult, that ain't going to happen. Or me trying to get someone to change their mind who is older, not going to happen. I mean, sociologists tell you. But guy ain't figured it out by 35, probably not going to figure it out. So my thing is, we should be going back, giving information, and it's easy to figure out who want it and who don't. Because people who really want it, they're taking notes. And not only are they taking notes, but then they're executing. They're putting action to it. And people who don't, you know what they're doing the next time? Talking about the same thing that you talked to them about a month ago, a year ago, three years ago, five years ago. Like, so when do we get the message, right? It goes back to when we talk about progress. How can there be progress when I'm still holding a conversation that we had 50 years ago? Are you sit, Are you kidding me right now? Come on, it's not real. It's not real. And I think that we we do humanity a disservice when we don't call that out. Because we allow people to think that that's okay. It's the Almond Gunter experience, and we're coming in hot today. We listen, we just hit record. We just went ahead and said, we're having a conversation. We're here at Astoria, we're out at the beach. I'm thinking it's 4.30 in the afternoon. We just got done with the production. You came across town. I'm thinking this is gonna be low key. We're gonna take it easy. We're just gonna we're just gonna let people off the hook today. Not <laughs> but today. we're coming in. Oh no, man! You can't let people off the hook. No, no. You know I'm an old fisherman. I try to hook them in the side of the mouth and bring them to the boat. I don't like when they get off the hook and get back, cause then it turns into a fishing story. You know. And the fish, you know, he, he, you know, he probably was four inches, but now by the time you're done with him, he's 18 inches. That's why I, I, I can't let you off the hook. I want to bring you to the boat so we can see for ourselves. There you go. There you go. 
And no matter what the weather's like, what the conditions are like, what soil you've been planted in, let's just go ahead and cut the excuses. Exactly. Let's just cut to the chase and, and let's be factual, right? Everybody has stuff, man. Everybody has stuff. That's the thing about the game of life. You can't buy it. You got to live it. It shows up for everyone. Everyone goes through adversity. I mean, the only way to get through something, you got to go through it. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. The only way you're going to get over something, you got to go through it. So if you tuned in, wanting some fluff, some sunshine, you're probably not going to get that on this podcast. Not today. No. Uh, no. But if you're on Spotify, you're on to iTunes, uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad, you're, we're glad you tuned in, and, uh, and we're excited about the show today. Today we're talking about character. Yes. And I know yes. that, uh, that that word itself is important to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's start off. Tell us how you define character. For me, it's easy. Character is people that do what they say they're going to do. You don't have to guess where they are. You know, they, they show up. See, people with character show up, and they take action to do the right thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's no, no mystery, you know. When you think of a person with high character, what you think is you, 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 a person who, you know what, that person really shows up, that person does what they say they're going to do, that person's real, that person, you know, is factual, they're, they're not all emo- like, they, like they just get it done. That's people with character. They got this foundation centered around respect and responsibility. They respect themselves enough so they can respect others. They're responsible for their own actions. So the same thing that they think of themselves, they think of other people. Look, if I can get it done, you can get it done. That's people of character. All right, so... Wait for that car to go by. Got the bass bumping out there. <laughs> we, we got some. We gotta have we, a little bass. Yeah, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it. It's all about the bass, no trouble. <laughs> All right, so question. Yes. Every day is game day. Oh, yeah. Life is a game. It's a sport. But what I've found a lot of times is that people treat it like a game, Mm -hmm. and they want to write their own rules. Mm -hmm. They don't want to treat other people with trust and respect. Mm -hmm. And, they again, they don't take the other person's um, uh, consequences or or the impact of their decisions Mm -hmm. into account. Because they really think it's a it's a competition where at the end of the day, are we all in this together? Are we about humankind, or are we trying to beat somebody else? Well, you know, remember I, I came in here I don't know a couple of months ago, and and we actually wrote this on the board. You know, it was like uh, the question was who are we willing to sacrifice? See, the the real answer to that should be no one, because the competition isn't with other people; it's with yourself. Are you, are you being the best version of yourself? Are you maximizing who you are? That's the real competition. Are you leaving it on the field every single day? When you, at the end of your day, when you look in the mirror and you ask yourself the question, did I do everything I could today to get me one step closer to where I say I want to be? Now, until you can say, yes, I did over and over again, you're not going to get there. See, in the mirror doesn't lie. So to me, that's the real competition. The real game is, am I being the best that I can be? Am I going to leave here with some regrets or not? So if, if, I can, if I can expect those things from me and my life be that kind of example, chances are mm, some people are going to see it 
and they're going to be, you know, like, I see what he does. I see the actions that he takes. I want to do those same things because it usually turns out okay for those people. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, come on, man. Are, are, you, are you being your best or not? Are you taking plays off or not? Did you know there's a, a thing called the Empathy Index for corporate America? You know I did. Okay, so here you go. You got a, a measurement mm -hmm. for, for organizations that, that show heart, show compassion, show mm -hmm. empathy. And surprisingly, a lot of the companies that have a, a maybe a bad name for being these, you know, large, uh, 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 tyrannical or, or, you know, uh, just overpowering organizations, mm -hmm. they're high on the index. Mm -hmm. So they get great ratings and they... And they're able to identify the tie between revenue and empathy mm -hmm. at a very high level. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you wouldn't know that in the average Main Street, um, you know, garden variety neighborhood, or anywhere in in urban or suburban America. You would think, or even let's go out to rural America. Mm -hmm. You would think that it's a dog eat dog, survival of the fittest mindset, and it's not encouraged to have a heart. It's, mm -hmm. And yet, at the same time, and we talk about this a lot, most organizations might have somewhere in their mission statement mm -hmm. that they're trying to make the world a better place. So, again, how do you define character? Do what you say you're going to do. Where, what's the missing link here? Well, see, the missing link when, you know, you know I speak for corporations <clears throat> all over the place, right? And they'll bring me in to talk about leadership or teamwork or, or, or being successful. And I can honestly say my message, I never talk about the bottom line of the organization because the bottom line is a byproduct of what people feel about themselves who work within the organization. So if you are a leader and you can show people that they are valuable, that you really care about them, and that their well-being, not only professionally, but also personally, really means something to you, you will never have to worry about your bottom line. You know, coaches that go in that really care about their players, care about their players on and off the field, care about their players in the classroom, making sure that their players are doing all the right things that they need, laying this great foundation about being a, a, a great adult male or female, you notice those coaches win a lot. And they never have to go out and really recruit. People want to play for them. To me, that's it, it's simple. What we're really missing is, it's about human kindness. It, it's not about the bottom line. The bottom line is going to be directly related to how your people feel. You Look, man, you ain't going to work for nobody that you don't respect. It's just like a player. If you don't respect the coach, it's going to be hard for a coach to get you to really play for him because you you got to practice like you want to play. So if I don't respect you, you think I'm going to practice at 100%, which now means I'm not going to play the way I need to play because you're going to practice like you want to play. So it's like being an organization. If I don't respect the top, if I don't believe in what they're doing, do you really think I'm going to come in and really work and give you 100%? Not going to happen. So what we're missing is that piece that says, look, 
our role in this whole thing is all about service. Hmm. We should be serving each other, man. Serving each other. Serving each other. Human kindness. Serving each other. Putting the other person first. Okay, those, those things, nine times out of ten, are intentional things. Right? Yeah. You wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. You decide, I'm going to look at my phone, I'm going to look at the news, I'm going to look at the email, I'm going to let myself get sucked into mm-hmm. the trappings, or I'm going to I'm gonna build myself up to the point where I'm telling myself what I need to hear and making sure that my cup is full, but then I'm, I'm focusing on how do I move humankind forward and, and making that decision every single day. And, and so I, what I see for... A business owner for a parent for a coach an administrator is okay yeah oh, I mean that that's a that takes time it mm-hmm. takes energy mm-hmm. and uh, and so you get busy you get busy and you let yourself get beat up and uh, and so a lot of times you got to be willing to stop because because I think what I see a lot of times is is you end up running so hard in your own life that you, that you lose where you're focused on. And, and, and what does Dr. Miles say? It's vision that forces you to be disciplined and having that right perspective and keeping your eyes fixed on that vision. Well, it's kind of like my mother would say, baby, there's a difference between being still and doing nothing. See, sometimes you have to just be still. You know, our job is if I really want to serve other people, then I have to learn how to serve myself, right? Like, I can get caught up into all the trappings, but, you know, it goes back to you get to control your attitude, your behavior, and your effort every day. No one gets to control that. So you have to make a decision. What do you want those things to be for you? Because if you make the right decision on that, those things in you now become things in other people. Because someone's always watching. See, that's the real key. Someone's always watching. So I think if you're really, you know, waking up with the right attitude, behavior, and effort, and, and you're serving yourself to be the best that you can be, people see that. They want to be a part of that. See, that's that action part of, of life that I think sometimes we, we fall short of. We talk a lot, but you got to take action. If we want change, we have to take action. You know, I mean, how long do we have to keep talking about the same problem before we decide that it's really a problem? You know, I, I remember being in corporate America, and one of the things that drove me crazy was we met just to meet. Like, what are we meeting about? Why, what, what are we doing? And then you meet, and you have all this stuff, and you get all this energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go out, and you don't execute. Goes back to, look, kill the excitement so you can find a commitment. See, when you're doing all that talking, people with strong character, they ain't got to do all that talking. They take action. Every day they're taking action the right way. Every week we highlight an athlete. Yes. Who's our super freak of the week this week? Well, you know, uh, I love this, this segment in our show. I think this is, a, this is a, a huge thing for our show because I think a lot of great people never get the accolades that they need and, and, and I like for people you know to get them while they're alive and, and we need to show up for these people. Uh, 
This week's Super Freak of the Week is uh, Tracy Maxwell. And I'll tell you why it's Tracy Maxwell. I, I met Coach Maxwell probably, man, it's like a, feels like a decade ago. And uh, first and foremost, what you need to realize is he's retired Army. He was a first sergeant, 20 plus years. So he's put in work. And he's, he's put, put in work around the world, you know, and he's the reason why we have a platform like this because of guys like him. But what makes him special and what really makes him a super freak of the week is, you know, he's retired. And I'm sure that, you know, Coach Maxwell, he can just go kick back and him and his wife travel and do whatever. But he doesn't. What he does is he reaches back into the community and he helps kids. And I like to say he finds those kids that are diamonds, diamonds in the rough that people kind of walk by. They don't even realize that the kid is that special. But Tracy Maxwell does. And he helps that kid. And he helps those families. He helps them get into college. He helps those kids to, to find their value. He helps those kids to find their voice. But he does that around the world. See, that, that takes a special person. That's why he's the super freak of the week. He loves his community. He loves where he grew up. He still tries to give back to where he grew up in Perry, Florida. I mean, this man, you know, it's one of those things where I say, Maxwell, you, you might get more than 24 hours. I mean, you might be the only man I know. I know that if I pick up the phone at 5 a.m. and text, he's one of the people that I can text, and I'm going to get a reply right back because he's up. He's up. And he's not working for himself. He's working for other people. He's serving people. So when we talk about character, that's the guy. When we talk about service, that's the guy. When we talk about building bridges for others, that's the guy. So, you know, I, we, we had to highlight him. He's special. I mean, and, and, and if you get to meet him, if you get to be around him, just trust me. You, you're, you're around someone who, who's a great guy, who's going to serve, and uh, but he's going to tell it like it is. And, that, and that's why I know that he and I are good friends, because... You know, he, he, he's so much like me in that look. We, we want the best for kids, and, and there's no fluff there. And, uh, and if you're not about kids, then we're we going to leave you behind because we're trying to get babies where they need to be. Tracy Maxwell, the super freak of the week. Character is what we're talking about today. Do what you say you're going to do. And we have a man who's out there doing it, grinding on behalf of kids, grinding on behalf of the next generation, generations to come. Sounds like he might have figured out how to live for a few hundred, maybe a few thousand years. I, I, th I think if, if I'm a bad man, Coach Maxwell going to get 2,000 years in. You know, right. we, we, we on that same wavelength, you know. And the only way to do that is you got to serve people, man. you got to pour into them, pour into their spirits uh, so, it, so it'll last. So let me go back to defining the game, defining what we're playing for. Okay, so uh, again, leadership in our country, leadership in the world, um, going to have different core values, going to have different perspectives on, on how you move things forward for humankind, for the earth. Uh, I saw recently where uh, organizations basically are incentivized by three things, their governance, their social responsibility and their environmental responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay, but let's take social responsibility. How do you define what social responsibility is? And does everybody get to define that for themselves? Well, I think so. You know, here's what's so funny. When I think about social responsibility, right, 
um, I look back at my own life and I can only control me. And what has always been my measuring stick, especially once I had children, was what do I want to leave for my kids or what do I want for my kids, right? So who do I want around my kids? See, to me, that's where that social responsibility comes about. Like, if, if you're not... If you're not a person that I feel that has character, if you're not a person that I feel that's about service and helping people to get better, I, I don't want you influencing my kids. That's just me. That's when I think about social responsibility. Just look at the children. I mean, it, do you want that behavior influencing kids? So what are two indicators I'm, I'm guessing there's two. There may be a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what are a, a handful of, or, or what are the first indicators that you see in someone else to say, yeah, this is this this is not a open-minded, forward-thinking individual. This is somebody who's actually not moving the ball forward, who's not actually helping mankind. Hey, the first thing for me is when I meet an individual and they don't listen well, that that I instantly have a red flag. Because if you don't listen well, that tells me that you're not open to the possibilities. That means that, you know, uh, there could be information that can change lives and shape lives, but you're not open to it. So for me, that's always going to be an issue. Because I think it's not about agreeing with someone, but it's about having the ability to be open to at least listen. Um, Because I tell you, when you put ignorance along with power, that's a problem. That's to me is is the biggest problem with mankind. Misinformation. Oh my God! If, if you take misinformation or ignorance, and then you instill that in someone who has power, that's a problem. So, so the the two weapons we've talked about before of of uh, oppression or uh, control or mm-hmm. um, again taking uh, a situation and making it worse, fear and guilt. Yep. So so we're not going to necessarily be able to change the person that is ignorant and in power. Mm-hmm. But what about those on the receiving end? What are they up against? Well, I think if you're on the receiving end of that, what the, the biggest thing is you have to be secure in who you are. And it's funny that you asked me that question. That's why I love doing these podcasts, and I keep telling everybody, you know, we got 89 in the house, and he's just over there dropping. He's a technical genius, but he's like Bear from college game day. He just throws <laughs> stuff in, and we love it. And, and, and so it's amazing that you asked me that question, because here, here's what I was thinking about when you were saying, um, you just asked me, what about the person on receiving hand? And this week, I was writing down this thing, and I said, what does it take to be a secure person? To really be a secure person? Because you got to be a secure person so you don't eat up that fear and guilt. Because that's kind of what ignorance does. It tries to guilt you out of something or make you afraid and, and all of these things so it can keep you oppressed. And you know what I came up with? I think secure people know how to deal with adversity. They know that life shows up and there's going to be difficulties and they know how to fail. They know how to fail and they know how to overcome it. Um, So that's huge. Adversity doesn't frighten them. The other thing they have, 
I think to be secure as a person, you got to be able to sustain joy. You got to know what joy is. You got to be able to sustain that for yourself, right? Like as my mother would say, don't look for someone else to make you happy. And don't let anyone steal your joy. So I think when you are up against fear and when you're up against guilt, if you are a person who can deal with adversity and sustain joy, that stuff bounces off you. It bounces off you. Like for me, I like me. I'm okay with me. And every single day, I fail at something. <laughs> but I'm not going to quit. So that's the way I combat it. You know, every single day. Because there's something always trying to remind me that I, that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. There's something always trying to remind me that I should be less than. But that stuff bounces off me. So you pay you pay attention to the information that you receive. That's what it sounds like to me. You don't let other people define who you are. And, and when you look in the mirror, you don't try to find what you should have. You value what you see. Exactly. Because think about it this way. When we get to the end of this journey, the lives that we live are going to be the lives based on the information we receive and the actions that we took with that information. All right, let's just hold that just for a minute. Let it simmer. Let it simmer. Let it simmer, baby. Let it simmer. The information you received. Yes. And the actions you took with that information. That defines our lives. Think about it. In everyone's life, when, when you get to the end of this thing, I'm telling you, the life that you lived, the legacy that you've left is all going to be based on the information that you received and the actions that you took with that information. So let's take the first part, the information you received. Yes. So if I drink dirty water, Ooh. I'm going to get dirty water. Exactly. I'm going to, well, garbage in. My, my high school coach, Craig Howard, used to say garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. Okay. So, where are you getting your information from? That's the key. See, that's the key. That's my grandfather would say, look, you don't get to pick your family, but you can pick your friends. See, and to me, I always say, look, sometimes I think misinformation is worse than having no information at all. So, when you continually get misinformation, mm, so as a parent, as an adult, here's what I always say. What do you want your kids to get the information from? Do you want to get it from the internet? Do you want them to get the information on character and all of those things that's important to you as a family? You want them to get them from another 14-year-old? Where do you want them to get the information? See, and somewhere in there as leaders and adults, we've got to be strong enough to tell it to our kids straight, man. And let me go back to our super freak, Tracy Maxwell, and highlighting leadership in our community because not everybody has the same level of access. I don't care who you are, but we need to elevate the individuals who are out there building bridges for other people because you talked about your kids, and I know this about you, and this is a, this is a factor for a true leader and a true influencer, is that it's not just about your biological kids. Every kid is your kid. Every kid is our kid. Because Every interaction is 
Because we're all in the village. We're all in the village, man. We're all part of the village. We're all playing the same game. We're all playing the game of life. So as a leader, we should all be trying to do those things. And again, you're right. Everyone don't have the same access, right? But you know what my grandfather used to say? He'd say, hey, son, if you don't have a role model, go to the library. There's plenty of them. Pick up a book. Identify with someone. There's a lot of people who had less that's done a whole lot more. See, that's the kind of information that we need to let people know. Hey, just because it hasn't happened don't mean it's not going to happen. And don't play for what you see. Play for what you don't see. There's another simmer moment. Don't play for what you see. Play for what you don't see. Listen, it's kind of like I tell my athletes. If you're working out and you're training to be the best on your team, at your little team that you're on, you're going to get your butt kicked. Because guess what? So just like I was running out in Baldwin back in the day, there's a kid running in California. There's a kid running in New Jersey. There's a kid running in Germany. See, someone's always training. You play for what you don't see. I remember my mom would yell out. She'd yell out the door. I'd be running by. It's raining. I mean, pouring down. She'd say, baby, you're going to catch cold out there. Come back. It's raining. You know what I'd say? Mom, it ain't raining everywhere. Somebody's training. So you have to play for what you don't see. So if we want a better world, because you hear people say that all the time, saying they want a better world, they want it to be different, right? Well, then why aren't we playing for that? Why, why, why do we keep playing for these little moments? Then play for a moment to where we have a better world. We're, we're playing for, I want a better backyard. Exactly. Let's be honest. Come on, man. If you want a better world, why are we sitting here still having conversations about stuff that was 50 years ago? Man, it's 2019. We, we should be free, man. All of us should be free now. All of us should be free. And one of my good buddies asked me, he said, he said oh, what, when you say free, what, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the ability to walk into any place, anytime, anywhere, and feel like you belong. Now you tell me that we can do that today. I want me, my kids, my grandkids, their kids' kids, I, when they can walk into any place, anytime, anywhere, and feel like they belong, then we're there. Then we're there. See, that's real freedom. When I don't feel like I got to be different than who I am, I don't have to say things that other people want to hear. Man, it takes some strong character to be that way. But you've been around me for a while. That's how I play, man. Well, and we talk about empowerment. And, and, and what I didn't hear you say when you talked about being secure and having joy. Mm-hmm. What, I didn't hear you giving anybody a pass. No. I, I, so, so regardless of excuses, you got to make a decision. Right? So play for what you don't see. So, you know I'm crazy. I get out in the ocean. Oh, yeah. I know you're not chasing me out there no. unless you're on a boat. No, that's right. But I'm on a paddleboard, and I get past the breakers, mm-hmm. and I see a family of dolphins, and I love it, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm having a, 
a moment with God and creation, and I go a little bit further out there, and I find myself staring at a 15-foot great white shark. Now, Coach, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Exactly. But I want to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. So, so there are big, scary monsters out there. But I think what you're saying is, it sounds like what you're saying is play for the other side. Play for the opportunity to create what you want. Think about it. You're, that particular day, I think you said you were about a couple miles out. You run into a 15-foot great white, right? But if you look back on all those days that you've paddled out, on all those days that you created the right foundation, on all those days that you didn't take a playoff, that's how you got back from the other side. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because you might have thought you weren't playing for what you didn't see, but of course you were. That's why every day you didn't take a a playoff. When you paddle out into the Atlantic Ocean, come on, bro. All you see is a horizon, so you know that's, that's big. And if you're going to go out on a paddleboard, man, you got to know that you have the foundation to be able to do those types of things. That's why I say play for what you don't see, man. Every day means every day. Well, and a lot of our audience are athletes, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, and, and, and everybody who starts at a sport, for the most part, has some sort of... Uh, athlete that that they want to emulate or or you know that mm-hmm. they look up to and uh it, whether it's a professional athlete or a college athlete um one of the things that we do in in athletics is is we think that's who I want to be mm-hmm. well let me ask you this how are you going to get there right what what are you going to do to get to that point and I, and I just feel like that again there's a huge gap between this is where I want to be this is I want to play for what I don't see, okay? And maybe in myself, maybe I, I look in the mirror and I don't see that athlete, mm-hmm. okay? But I want to get to that point, and yet I what am I supposed to go have coffee with this guy? Well, see, or this gal? See, but or, the, the the what I hear you saying is the part that people leave out is work. See, they they're they're at a certain place, and then they see a professional athlete, and that's where they want to be. See, and the thing about being a professional athlete or being a successful person, all people see is the success. They don't see the countless hours and the work that you've got to put in to make it happen. So, for instance, I'll give you a good story. My, my grandson is 15 years old. He plays basketball. And uh, a couple years ago, he decided, he's Papa, would you train me? See, because I'm that guy. I'm not training you. You ready, man. I you, Listen, you got to show me you want to be out here. So we start training. He's 13 years old, and, you know, he could play a little basketball or whatever. Well, when I showed up to train, put the basketball down, man. Well, you don't need the basketball. I said, here you are. I take you on the court. All you want to do is shoot threes. First of all, you're not physically strong enough to shoot threes. You need to learn how to dribble with your left hand. See, there's all this other work that he needed to do that had nothing to do with shooting the basketball. I said, now what I'm going to need you to do is dribble these tennis balls. See, I started giving him stuff to build a foundation. Well, now he handles a basketball like it's nothing. See, now he's putting work. He's strong enough. He can put up threes. 
Well, you, so you, you threw out a, a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then you made it sound kind of fun. It is fun. There's nothing funner than working for something and chasing something that's important to you. And then seeing progress being made. It doesn't get any funner than that. Are you kidding? To be able to say, this is where I'm starting. And then, you know, you get a few months down the road and go, hey, man, I'm a little bit stronger. Hey, I'm a little bit faster. Hey, I'm a little bit smarter on this. I mean, how, how does it get better? That's progress. That's real progress. It's fun to go from that person who is unsure of your abilities to that person who knows that, yep, I can put it on you. See, confidence comes from being prepared. That's what work does. It prepares you. And when you put in the right amount of work, then you're prepared. And when you're prepared, you're confident. That's how this thing works. That's how it works. There's, <laughs> a, there's a price to be paid uh-huh. for what you want. And, and you always say, create what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds to me like you're giving our audience, you're giving everybody that's a, a part of this age experience permission to enjoy the process, to get out there and put in the work, to realize that a life of character can be lived. You can do what you say you're going to do. All day, every day. Many, many, many people before us have, and many people after us will. I mean, it can be lived. It's just all about having the courage to do it. It's about being able to stand in the fire. And, you know, the hottest fire makes the best steel. But it takes a lot. It takes a lot for people to have that type of courage. But I guarantee you, for the people that do, think about how many people want to be like them. Think about how many people just want a little bit of that. So that's the stuff that we all should be playing for. We should want people to, to, to come to us and want information because what we're doing seems to be working or what we're doing is great. It's all about information. So where does it start? I mean, I've always uh, I've always thought in terms of, okay, small wins lead to big wins. Mm-hmm. Where does it start on a, on a daily basis living a life of character? I think it starts with your attitude. I think from the moment that you wake up, that's when it starts. Because you get to decide how you want your day to go. You can either have your day go positive or negative. I mean, if you want to be a person with strong character, you have to be a person who lives on the positive side of life, no matter what. I mean, we all have issues. We all have things. And it's easy to look at other people's lives and say, well, you know, I wish I had their life. Well, you know, pray for the rain. You got to deal with the mud. Everybody's going through something. So for me, I wake up every morning and go, look, I thank God for my problems because there's some people with some problems I just do not want. I'd rather deal with my own. So it starts with your attitude. And if you can keep that good and then take take the action and the behavior to, to, to stick with it, you'll be a person that, that, that people say, man, I might not agree with him. I might not like the stuff that he says, but man, I... He's fair. He's right. Like, he, he is who he is. He says he's going to do it. He does it. That's that's what I want. I don't want to be the guy to tell people what they want to hear. No, I'm just going to tell it to you like it is. I mean, if it's something you can use, use it. If it's not, 
discard and move on. Well, I'd like to say that I was Aquaman and I tamed that great white shark. <laughs> but what I knew in that moment was that that thing could eat me at any moment. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing that could happen would be for that fish to disappear. Um, but I made a decision. I'm going to have to keep paddling one paddle at a time. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I chose to keep rhythm, knowing that nature has rhythm. And if I showed any sign of weakness... I was going to be lunch. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to life and all the predators that are out there in life, how do you find rhythm and take those, those steps? Or maybe that's, maybe that's the, the, the thought of, you know, again, having the right attitude, mm -hmm. but how do you have the right attitude? What are some basic daily grind kind of things that you do or you encourage your athletes to do? Your, your athletic journal, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, you're, you're on Twitter. I don't know if everybody knows that, oh, yeah. but if you're not getting Almond's tweets, <laughs> I mean, my my phone at, mm -hmm. at 4.30 a.m. or 6 a.m., whatever, <laughs> early morning texts are coming up from, from Twitter, and, uh, and and there's massive, massive information in there, just, just absolutely positive influence coming uh, from you every day. But, but talk to me about those little... There's little paddles, if you will. Well, for, for me, it's just that, you know, people say that my brain is so different in the way that I look at things. And, and uh, it starts with, I think you're either at the table or you're on the table. You're either at it eating or you're on the table being eaten. And, I, and, I, and I'm a lion, man. I'm a lion. Everything I see, I'm supposed to be able to devour. So that starts with, I need to know what makes me work. And what makes me work is having a positive attitude. I know that I need to work out. I know the things that I can eat. See, I've learned to quantify things that give me that rhythm that you talk about. You know, it's like if you ask my athletes, I always tell them one of the things when we first start training together. I say, can you dance? I ask them that question, can you dance? And if they say no, I always go, uh-oh, that's going to be a problem. Because being a good athlete is about rhythm. you got to be able to dance. So I do all of these little things that keep me physically in rhythm. Because if I can physically stay in rhythm, now mentally, I can go to the places that I need to go. Because I don't have to worry about my body. So for me, that's how I do it. You know, I wake, I wake up, and like I said, the very first thing I do is I, I thank God for my problems. Uh, and then I ask for the ability and the strength to deal with them. And then I say, look, okay, it's time to hit the floor. We got to go. And I usually, you know, take a little time, think of a quote that I'm going to put out. Uh, if, if you, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, everything I put on is, is a positive quote or I'll retweet something that I think is really good. Because, look, that's what it's all about, man. It's about uplifting people. How do we uplift people? I mean, I don't have time for negative stuff, man. Can't be oppressed in my day. So find, find what works for you. That's, what, that's, that's where you got to start. You gotta find what keeps a smile on your face. Find what keeps you fired up, what keeps you lit up. All right, coach, what's this week's challenge? Well, you know, we're, we're talking about character and, and, and doing the things that you, you say you're gonna do and taking actions and serving others. So this week's challenge is, I wanna see you build a bridge this week. Build a bridge for someone else. Just build a bridge for someone else. Even if it's a bridge that you're not going to cross. 
build one for someone else. Give them an opportunity. Give them a chance to be great. I think that's a pretty good challenge. And being from Jacksonville, look, we're in the city of Bridges. That's what we're known for. We got them everywhere. Can't get from one part of the city to the other part without one of these bridges. So this week, let's, uh, let's accept the challenge, embrace it, of building a bridge for someone else. Build a bridge. 89, what do you think? Good stuff. So, get your uh, tools out. Get your tool belt out. Let's go. Build a bridge. And bring a lunch pail. And bring a lunch pail. We got work to do. We got to put in long days. Long days. I'm a big boy and I got to eat. That's right. That's right. And I think it's worth it. I mean, I think it's worth it. You know, uh, one of my one of my buddies, Carl Trimble, and, and we're going to have Carl on the show. Uh, but Carl, uh, last week, because I had those athletes who, who, you know, signed their letters of intent to go play college sports. And he said to me, he said, Coach, man, that's got to feel good. That's that's gotta be that's gotta be good. I said, man, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like helping a young person achieve their dreams. There's there's nothing like that. So let's just build bridges. See how many we can build. We've hit elite athletes, freedom. Yes. Lead with your life. Mm -hmm. Now character. Next week, what are we dialing up? You know, I I don't know, man. Next week I'm kind of feeling I'm feeling a little disciplined. I think I'm. Ooh. I think we go. Could be thankful. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh, we have Thanksgiving. Oh, I we think, got Thanksgiving. I think that might be it. I think I think next week we are gonna go with being thankful. How about like being that. thankful for discipline? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I was thinking is some people gonna need to be really disciplined with the holidays coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll we'll be we'll be thankful and disciplined all at the same time. But I like it. That's about, why we got about, him in the room. How about thankful Thanksgiving, disciplined December? Yeah, yeah. You, ever, you know, I, I've never thought about being disciplined going into December. Got to figure it out, man. Got to be di disciplined and determined, you know, <laughs> determined not to start the new year behind the eight ball. There you so. go. There you go. All right. Well, we're running. Uh, we are the Almond Gunner Experience, powered by Astoria. We're wrapping it up. And uh, we just thank everybody for joining us this week, and uh, we'll let you close it up, Coach. Hey, listen, we want you guys to uh, continue to follow us. We, we really appreciate your time. Uh, be sure to visit uh, the website, www.almondguntermotivates.com. Check out our books. Check out our journals. It's all good stuff. Uh, go to www.astorio.com because uh, my little brother, he lays down those videos and, and makes me look real good. And uh, so until next week, every day is game day.